0: This is the Sixers Group Therapy Podcast. Please subscribe and leave us a five-star review. Also, follow us on Instagram or Twitter, where we will post when future pods will be recorded. We recorded this pod right after the first game of the season in which the Sixers defeat the New Orleans Pelicans 117-97. to To be honest, I'm not really sure what I just watched. I felt like I was suffering through the first three quarters, and then all of a sudden... Cork God hits four threes, and we were up by 20. We have a full squad today, so we will give you our very detailed observations. And unfortunately, we have to talk about Ben getting kicked out of practice. So with all that being said, here is first team day. Welcome to the first regular season edition of this season of Sixers Group Therapy. I am your host, Alex Win. We are coming to you live right after the Sixers' victory, which they won one seventeen to ninety seven over the New Orleans Pelicans. I am joined by the number one member of the Niang Gang, and that is Jumon. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, he had a great debut today. Oh, I'll I'll give him that. <laughs> huge, huge upgrade over Mike Scott. Next, we have the son of my favorite Takesman now, Dave <laughs> Uh
1: Yeah, my dad always brings the heat, but well, we'll talk about it. But I don't I don't know about Kate Smith or Kate Scott so far. I got I keep calling her Kate Smith. I, that's not I can't do that. Kate Scott. Yeah, I can see that. That rolls, that rolls off the tongue. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Jerry's still out, but uh, big shoes to fill. We, we, Man, I you. That's
0: my that's first my big game, game one. big shoes to fill. You know, we'll, we'll give her the benefit of the doubt, but uh, we'll, we'll talk and, about it. And last but not least, we have uh, the one of us who was pretty pumped for this season to start, J.B. Mudbones. How are you?
2: And I said it was going to be an easy dub. I've been spot on. Ben's still not dressing up.
0: That's <laughs> true. I'll tell you, I'll tell you can... what. Sorry, David. No, I was going to say, it feels like we lost. I don't know how we won by 20, but go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I said, I'll i tell you what, JB, you were right, because I think I think uh, at least me and Dave, I think we definitely said we thought that was going to suit up, uh, and Joe wasn't having it, and uh, that's exactly what happened. But uh, I I don't even know if this was an easy win, JB. <laughs>
2: easy.
0: <laughs> I, I, what was it? We won by 20, but like, it, it kind of <laughs> felt like torture through the first three quarters. I don't know. Uh, we'll we'll go through you guys. JB, we'll start with you since you thought you thought it was an easy win. Let's uh, what are your takeaways from the game?
2: Um, Maxi's great. He's definitely not. He's definitely does have a lot to learn, but he's got to learn on the court, like as a point guard. Like I don't know. I still think, like, I, and this is after I hate on Doc for saying this, but like against very good teams I think we're we need a real a point guard whether it's better or more experienced like when Maxie's out I feel like the Shake Milton deal where we cross half court and I feel like we're going to lose it each time but even with maxi in it's a little I don't know so erratic yeah, right yeah that's the perfect word um Embiid In good news, only had to play, I don't know, like 22 minutes it felt like. 26. Is ideal, except when you gamble on him to get better stats. Um, (laughs) But it's like, I don't know. I I guess I get the concept. They're having him hang out on the perimeter, which takes the center out of the lane. And I think I texted you this. But it was like, that was all he did all game. And I'll know WP. WIP or that says like get him in the post, yeah. he should be the post nine out of ten possessions but I felt like it just swung so far in the opposite direction
0: I Yeah, like uh, we, we talked about how he looked with the four shooters out in preseason and it looked really nice and I felt like the, he wasn't in the lineup with four shooters and he was out on the perimeter a lot and uh, we didn't get a great example of the spacing this game I felt like um, it felt a little weird, but I, I agree with you on the maxi, uh, part. It's just like, sometimes you need someone who's kind of steady and facilitating the game. And he, it's great that he's a, a good scorer. I ended up had He had 20 points, uh, was plus 23, 20 points, five assists, seven rebounds, hit a few pull up threes, which I loved. Um, but you're right. Like the, this Pelican team without Zion Williams and kind of stinks. So, um, I guess uh ended up in a blowout, but uh June, do you do you agree? Uh, do you have any it takes for this game? Uh well I kind of missed the whole first half.
3: And uh I wasn't really watching it in too detail. It but from like just watching it casually, it felt like I don't know, just a pickup game. It was just, you know, they were going up and down, a little passive. Through emotions. Really wasn't really any like set pieces or anything, you know, rigid or structured. It was more, they kind of let him play. And yeah, I didn't really see anything crazy other than the fact that we still have the same all starter and all bench lineup that looks like it's going to continue the season. Uh, I don't know if that's going to change when Ben is eventually traded or not. So, yeah, I mean, first game, good win. Niang had threes. Drummond was solid. Wasn't, like, uh, a self-destructive backup center like we usually
0: have. Uh, so, you know, it was all right. Andre Drummond, six points, 17 rebounds. 17 rebounds? 17 rebounds in 19 minutes was a plus 22, which is, you know, it's only nice. the first game, but it's nice to have – to not see a negative number for the backup center. Wow. <laughs> uh, 17 rebounds. And as for George Niang, uh, 11 points, three or four from three, plus 18 in 18 minutes. So huge upgrade over Mike Scott. Very nice to see. Um, Dave, what were your takeaways from this game?
1: Wow, I can't get over Andre Drummond. Two steals, two blocks, too. <laughs> I love it. I like Andre Drummond. I uh so how did I, my take on the game? on Korkmaz, ring that bell, brother, first and foremost. Excellent game by Korkmaz. 22 points on 7 of 11 shooting. That's insane. Um, love to see it. I had a feeling that he was going to have a breakout year, so we're off to a good start with Furk. Uh Maxi definitely has a lot of room to, room to go and room to grow um, to be a more stabilizing lead guard out there. We need Damian Lillard. I, I'm gonna hang my hat on this one and die on this hill all season. It's Lillard or bust for me. They gotta, they have to find a way to get him sooner or later. I'm hoping Portland stinks this year because that's the only way it's gonna happen. I said it last pod. It's easy to say, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick in port. I'm gonna stick with Portland. I love it here. I love the fans. And that's one thing to say over the summer, but that's it's a different thing to say when you're 11 and 18. You know, get, getting ran out of the gym every night. So we'll see. Eyes on Portland. I'm monitoring that situation closely.
0: I don't even want Beal. It's Dame or Bust for me. I mean, I want did to win you, championship. Uh, Dave, did you see that he uh he doubled down on it? That like I'm not leaving Portland anytime soon or something. No, and I don't I'm gonna I don't want to see it. If I didn't see it, <laughs> he didn't say it. If I didn't see it, he didn't say it.
1: Um so anyway, but I'm I'm getting sidetracked there. Um back to the game. Uh it was good. I think I saw. So, you guys sent something to the group before the game that Doc said he was going to let Maxie be Maxie. That's two That's two good things that Doc said this week. The the two smartest things Doc has ever said both happened this week. He said he was going to let Maxie be Maxie. And um, what else did he say that was good? He threw, the he uh, compliment or
2: something like that?
1: I think so. Isaiah Joe and he, uh, and he threw Ben out of practice. That's what it was. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Throwing Ben out of the practice was uh, was the other good thing that that uh Glenn has done, uh. But other than that, yes, yeah, weird weird game, not enjoyable. Felt like we were losing the whole time. And we somehow ended up winning by twenty. So whatever, wins a win. Um, and uh, yeah, let's build let's build from here. We got enough nonsense to deal with off the court, so may as well get some Ws on it.
0: You uh you said it, Dave. When I when I texted you guys in the fourth quarter, I was like, you know, when did we get up by twenty? And you said. It feels like we're losing. <laughs> yeah, that's what it feels like. Um, the first half was um, pretty terrible. Like pretty like I was suffering through it, and I was tweeting that I might be over basketball um, because I. So the first half, they start. MB came out. You know, was attacking the basket, aggressive. Uh, four quarter started settling. I mean, the second quarter he started settling a bit, and pretty much throughout the rest of the game, which I don't really care about because it's the regular season. It's whatever. It's not great to see, but it's really a non-issue in my opinion. Um, And then like this flat on offense, like couldn't create anything. Um, Toby was dribbling the air out of the ball. No one was able to get to the basket. Uh, Then we got into foul trouble. So then we started letting them do whatever they wanted. And they were a pretty shitty team, but they were making their open threes against the basket. Um, And then the third quarter is more of the same. And all of a sudden the fourth quarter comes and Furkan Korkmaz hits four threes in a row. And all of a sudden we're up by 20. So like it's – I don't have much to take away from this game from the starters. Uh, We looked up at the scoreboard and all of a sudden Toby had 22 points or what – he ended up with 20 points and 12 rebounds. He had like 16 points in the third quarter. And then the all bench lineup came in in the fourth quarter and – basically put the game out of reach and uh, MB never came back into the game, I believe. So I really don't have much to take away from this game. I thought it was a really weird game. And first of all, it was weird for us to play the Pelicans in game one anyway. So uh, yeah, I I don't have much to take. The bench looks much improved. Uh, Maxi looks good, but like Joe said, he's not, um, that facilitator type of point guard that we might need versus the Nets on Friday or so. So guys, I'm going to ask you, it's only the first game, but give me your, your one overreaction that you're going to have a bold prediction for the rest of the season from this one game. Junior laughing. So maybe you want to start. My bold prediction
3: for the season. Yeah. Your overreaction Based from on this one. game. Uh, Georges Niang. Is it Georges or George? I think they call Uh,
1: him George. Yeah, they call him George, I believe. But I think it's... I don't know. I call him Georges in my head. It's spelled Georges.
3: Georges. (laughs) So, uh... Great debut tonight. 3 for 4 Quick release. He was guarding Ingram here and there. I was like, okay, he can kind of defend. But... He's gonna become unplayable against the Celtics. <laughs> and only, I, only, the Celtics. only only the Celtics. Only the Celtics. Yeah.
0: I thought he looked, looks like good. he's obviously slow as shit. But like he's like <laughs> kind of smart. Uh, like he like he I think there was a play. I think it was Ingram that he blocked and he like stayed with him. I don't know. I, maybe he knows where to be positionally, but all right. I I mean I could see it happening. It's not that wouldn't be the weirdest thing in the Sixers universe. So uh, Dave or Joe, anyone, you guys have an overreaction from game one?
2: Um, I Not really. I mean, my preseason predictions didn't really change. Still think we could win 50. Um, retroactively, if we had Yang over the last three years, we'd be finals, finals, finals.
1: <laughs> Dave, how about you? I like the, de- the Niang gang is nice. That, that is uh, that is frothy. I'm a fan of that. Um, I have nothing, but I, I'm going to go rogue here and introduce a new segment to the pod. Uh, sure. Tony DeBacco's hot takes from the game. <laughs> and uh, so my, my dad gave me three scorchers throughout the game. So I'm going to give you his his overreactions from game one. Uh, the first, first uh, hot take initiated by me, I, I messaged my dad. Not a fan of Kate Scott. We were spoiled with Zoo. Uh, my dad responded me either. It's like dead air. She is bringing Allah down too. <laughs> uh, that's my dad's first take. Um, second take, same stale offense. Nothing's changed. Joel taking way too many outside shots, nowhere near the rim again. Um, you know, I guess he's not wrong,
0: right? He's not wrong. Um, I, I told it, you guys, that was, that was pretty much what happened during game. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I was with my dad on Sunday. Uh, my parents are moving. I was helping my dad clean the garage out and we had WIP on. Um, and uh, Sonny Hill and Keith Pompeii were just really going at it about how Embiid needs to post up a little more often. So, um, you know, I guess uh, maybe they're not wrong either. Who knows? Maybe maybe we're, maybe we're biased. But you guys did uh, observe that uh, Embiid was at the three-point line a little too much. So maybe there's something there too. And then last but not least, um random one uh toward the end of the game brogdon 25 and 11 for indiana but we can't get him now cuz he signed an extension if that was on the table for him and lavert and a first round pick then we screwed up so there you have it tony debacco's hot takes from game 1 we'll see how that evolves throughout the
0: season <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a that's a actually A great segue into talking about Ben Simmons because we looked bad in the first half, and I started seeing tweets like "All right, let's get Ben back," and I I wanted to jump off the Ben Franklin Bridge because I knew I called it. I knew it was going to happen, and it's because we just we have a thirty million dollar hole in our lineup. So now we can't get in because he had that extension. So like. I would probably take that trade before the season. Now looking at that team that we just saw out there and uh, it just, it looks a little sloppy. They couldn't create anything. Um, but I, I think they might, I don't know how this situation turns out. So let's, let's talk about it. So first we get the report from, I'm sorry. Do you guys have anything more about the game? I do. I think you said we have a $30
1: million hole in our lineup. I think we have a $70 million hole in our lineup, if you know what I mean. Yeah. but uh well that's but i digress we can <laughs> we can we can talk about the the infamous
0: practice if we no, want. I, I, no, let's 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 talk about it a little more um but just before we get to it devise harris ends up with 20 and 12 and people are talking about how he always does this you kind of look up his empty like a, a surprise stat line and you're not even sure if he's playing i i i can't take him I can't like he just he was dribbling the air out of the ball and that's his, what he's bad uh, his, his isos face-up situations are like they end up him getting blocked and hit he's he's trying to post up when Embiid has the ball and it's just like oh my god and the, like <sighs> good player nice guy just not <laughs> I don't want him I love, I love that it always you always have to say
1: he's a nice guy before you before we criticize I feel game. legitimately
0: guilty every time I criticize him because I actually do like him. I just yeah. hate him on the basketball court. Yeah. Like, did you guys did you guys see what I saw? Because I was like it was it was so annoying. And then everyone's gonna think I'm crazy because he ended up with 20 points and I, I think am I going crazy? Am I the only one who no. makes-
1: <laughs> to make to make matters worse he, he shot 50% eight for 16. You know <laughs> <laughs> clean clean stat line Clean stat line across the board. It's a shame. It's just something just doesn't pass the eye test for some reason. Real basketball minds like us can really see these things. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, me like I can't even put it into words. I don't know how to describe what I'm seeing, but I'm telling you, it's there. <laughs> it's like it's yeah. just like it's it's a weird fit even without Ben. Right. Ben wasn't even in there to clock the paint, and it was just like Embiid has the ball on the block, and then Toby runs into the paint and tries a post <laughs> up, and it's just like. Dude, yeah. <laughs> it's I do like know, I, uh, It's
1: a worse fit than Kate Scott and Allah, I think.
2: Can we point out a funny, uh, first of all, the Knicks won. Um,
0: yeah, double overtime.
2: The funny stat line of the night, Danny Green. Just what is it? Zero, zero, <laughs> zero, 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 zero.
1: <laughs> wow, goose eggs across the board. I'd rather 11. that
2: than uh, check out our boy Jason Tatum's stat line, seven to 30. Two seven of seven.
1: 30.
2: 2 of 15 from three. God, oh, I wish Ben Simmons no. could do that.
0: Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I would wow. love that. Um uh, Jude. You're a big device guy. <laughs> what like there's no way like he's like good, right? I don't know. I mean, I don't know.
3: He was the all star last (laughs) year. And these. No, well, people thought he's supposed to be. uh, But, like, that's who he is. We're not going to see anything better, or, I mean, maybe worse, but that's like his ceiling today. It's it's nothing higher than that.
2: It's going to be the same guy
0: throughout the whole year.
2: Which, like, in like in a vacuum consi- like there's sometimes all I want is a player to be consistent and not trash one night and good the other but it's just like his cap his consistency is has a low floor it's good but i just i don't know it always seems like that position or skill set or way he feels the pain or whatever can ever get us to like where we ultimately want to be
1: i'd rather have landry shan
0: <laughs> Mikhail Bridges. No, forget Mikel Bridges. I'd just rather have Landry Shabbat. Because <laughs> if we if we don't make that trade, or like if we don't make that Mikhail Bridges trade, we don't have that Miami pick, right? And Elton yeah. can't flip that for Devise Harris. So we could have mm-hmm. Mikel Bridges and Landry Shabbat. Oof. And that would have been Oof. way better. Way better. I'm sorry. I I don't mean to turn this into a, a Toby Hate fest. I really don't. But like I was watching the game and like I was going out of my mind. Uh, I I know it's like it's the first game, but we have seen enough of it that we know he's gonna be Toby for the rest of the year, and that's it's it's annoying, but it is it is what it is.
2: Is um, is uh, Ellen Brands resume looking better and better? Like because of his Toby's draft, his draft. Yeah,
1: I trust Elton on, on draft night. I, I I trust Elton on draft night, but Matisse and uh, Matisse and Isaiah Joe were two home runs in my opinion. Um, however, transactionally, he should be. They should just take his phone.
2: But but wasn't the Butler trade like good? It
0: was really good. Butler, the Butler trade was good. It was really yeah. good. Really really good um, actually. In and hindsight, team. in hindsight, it sucks because they end up signing and trading him for Josh Richardson, who basketball Twitter swore was good. Everyone My, was telling me Josh Richardson was good. I, I thought Josh Richardson was good. I thought he boy, was oh, too, because he was fine versus us in the playoffs, and then he was yeah. just, like, hor- he was horrible. He was horrible last year for the Mavericks. The Mavericks uh, traded Seth Curry for Josh Richardson and then drafted his potential replacement in Tyrell Terry, and they're both not on the team anymore. So that was, like, a massive mistake by the Mavericks. Yeah. Um, well, Great trade Kate, by Daryl. Kate Scott, mm. I thought it was a pretty forgettable first game. I thought she was pretty good in the preseason. But, uh, I mean, I was also kind of just like watching passively, but nothing really stuck out to me. I don't, I don't think she's bad. Um, no. But like you said, it's like it's Mark Zumoff that we're missing. So Yeah. She's um, got big shoes. Obviously, long season. Um, it's, I can't believe your dad said she was bringing Allen down. Yeah. Dead air, <laughs> uh, he said. Dead, dead air. <laughs> <laughs> but hey long season Kids got um so now i sorry i alluded to it earlier we'll finally get to it uh first i want to start with the ramona shelbourne article that you know take it for what's worth i don't know if it's true or not but it's uh i think it's actually kind of important so before game seven there was a report that i think a masseuse tested positive or had an inconclusive test and they were asking the players who met with her. And Ben Simmons was the only one who said he did. And this caused other teammates to question whether he actually did. And they were wondering if he was trying to get out of game seven. Uh, turned out she came back negative later in the day. So Ben had to play. So, But just the fact that the players were thinking, if this is true, like, like who do you think the source is? Probably like a disgruntled teammate who's annoyed of him. If true, that's like that's like pretty telling of what the teammates think about Ben. Um, and then right after that, I think they came out Monday. Tuesday, he was supposed to talk to the press, right? It comes out that he's not talking to the press. He was kicked out of practice for being disengaged. Shams comes out with a tweet saying that Doc asked him to join a defensive drill. He said no. Doc asked him again. He refused again. And Doc said something along the lines of, "You might as well go home then." And so he dropped the ball and left. I saw a tweet that was like, "No, he just passed the ball to Matisse." Um, but anyway, mm-hmm. I don't know if I can even say anything that we haven't already said. The only reaction I have is the biggest loser I've ever seen, and people were saying like, uh, "Like he doesn't want to be here. What did you expect?" Oh. Well, you didn't pay that much money. And obviously he came back for the money, which no one's blaming him. Like, obviously you need money to do whatever you're doing, especially if how he spends, but like, if you're going to be here, then, then be here. It's, it's, it's disrespectful to all your teammates and beat. Who's been trying to talk to you, but you know, Oh, and we'll get to Embiid's comments, but guys, what are your, what are your takes from, I mean, I'm sure we're going to say what we've always been saying about Ben, but um Dave I'll start with you what's your yeah. reaction to the practice
1: so like you said he thought he could come back and just show up and go through the motions and get his money and I we sent a good message I I think uh, I said one of the one of the three good things Doc's done since he's been here was throw Ben out of practice and uh they suspended him for a game and find him without pay so it's like you no, you're not just going to show up and collect your money and be a jerk off you're going to, if you want your money, you're going to have to participate like an adult. So they have him; they have him by the balls right now. He's got no leverage. Um, obviously he's, he's going to, he's going to go the James Harden route and be a distraction, uh, which was, a which was a possibility. Um, but you know, hopefully, uh, I, so I listened to Mikey miss say something. I, I was, I was in Ben mode yesterday and I was anything, Ben, any Ben clip on YouTube. I was listening to, and Mikey miss had a rant where he was like, uh, he, he was reading off the collective bargaining agreement. So basically I'll probably butcher this, but um, we suspended him for one game. And then according to the collective bargaining agreement, we can only reprimand him for the same thing so many times before the NBA steps in. So basically it's like we, we find him once for being a uh, distraction in practice. If we find him again for being a distraction in practice, whenever he comes back this week, then the NBA can step in and take over and they can, handle it however they want to handle it which i can't imagine adam silver's happy about this whole fiasco so um i think they what they did was strategic he's either going to get engaged and you know be indulged about the whole thing or the league's going to step in and deal with it and at that point it's not our problem anymore so um it'll be interesting to see what happens but i uh i'm happy they kicked him the fuck out what a baby grow up you know be an adult so weird
2: i think it's funny that like the, the analogy is he's pulling the James Harden, which at a high-level sure he's, like, being a piece of shit. But James Harden was on a team with all young guys who probably looked up to the dude. However, like, they definitely wish they were playing with him. He was probably some of these dudes' idols. And they were a hopeless team. Like, right. I don't think anyone on the Sixers even respects Ben or looks up to him. Or, and they're like, fuck this dude. Like, we are still good. Uh, we can still win. And this dude's a coward. Like, it just and feels like every new attempt that Rich Paul and Benson <clears throat> make to force his way out just digs them more of a hole.
1: Most importantly, on top of that, JB, he's not James Harden. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's not he's not James Harden. So, yeah, Rich Paul keeps digging him in more of a hole. And uh, that's the other good part about this. I've said it a 100 times, but I love how much egg clutch sports has on their face right now. Rich Paul looks like such an idiot. And that makes me
0: so happy. So, so happy. Like, no one's on Ben's side. Like, no one's taking. No. Taking, like, getting <clears throat> like defending him. And part of, me, tell- part of me feels bad for him part of me feels bad for him. He's like so out of touch I, with reality. I don't know. I think like at first, like, you know how we talked about, he's getting bad advice and everything. I this this might be who he is a child. Like uh, I got to find that there's that the, the scouting report from 2016, something along the lines is he is very resistant to coaching and criticism and everything has to revolve around him. I forget. It was an NBA scout who had that about him in the 2016 draft. And I, I this this might be who he is, and like hates a strong word, but like I hate him. Like he he's <laughs> the worst. He's my number one most hated athlete in Philadelphia history, in my opinion. Um, I don't know how anyone could look at the situation and think of him as anything other than a big baby. That's exactly what it is. And um, I said, you know, probably emotionally, that I thought he was going to suit up. And I thought the weirdest outcome would be him playing the entire fucking season. Uh, and now um, I will ask you, Jim, what's our you. Does Ben put on a Sixers jersey again? Yes. He will put on a Sixers jersey Friday. Guy. Do you think they're going to force him to play Friday in front of the fans? Oh no! That would be amazing. <laughs> There's no way, right? There's no way.
2: He's scared. He's I like. If I'm being – if I, like, want to take his side, which I obviously don't for one second, like, I I do think there's some mental shit going on. Not – that I mean, he used it as his, like, sixth excuse, which, like, to me, that's a little funky. But, like, the dude was the most disengaged the day that he had a media session. Like, it it all seems calculated. There is no shot he doesn't do something to get suspended or – not be in game shape Friday night. 100%. They are not gonna let him step on the court as an active player in front of our crowd.
0: No. It would be such no. a distraction too. Like a huge distraction.
2: Part like, me thinks that like he <laughs> would like it. Because Embiid's one of us. He would I mean, he would love the just the parade of booze.
1: He would egg on the crowd. He would like oh would my like God. put his put his hand to his ear. They frosty no. freeze out the booze oh, no. oh my, oh, my God. God. that would be one of the best moments of my life wow <laughs> it's all a... about the chaos guys it's honestly it's all about the chaos at this point we, we thrive in chaos you know yeah
0: we should shift our wants and desires away from a six-year championship and just see the craziest <laughs> soap opera fold out right in front of us just unplay okay. like this, this it'll just the way this has has to be written by like the finest writers in hollywood it's the Can't greatest craziest out. situation i've ever seen and uh yep. how about we stop focusing on our championship aspirations and just hope the craziest shit happens because that's great content for the pod
1: hmm. i think we've been there i think we've subconsciously been there i think that's why our <laughs> podcast logo is what it is fire elmo um it's we we're here for the we're here for the endless uh the endless
0: glitches in the code. Yeah. Um, there's no way they're going to let him play versus the Nets. Um, it's just, it'll be so, <laughs> can you imagine if he he's there, they're booing, it's a horror, toxic atmosphere and they go down by, <laughs> by, by 10 versus the Nets. Oh my God. This, those has to be set on fire. There's no way they can let that happen. Um, um, what's Kate's, what's Kate Scott going to say about it?
1: Oh,
3: <laughs> Oh, <laughs> wait. To add on to that, what Joey said about the mental health thing, Bill Simmons and Jackie McMullen just had a pod I think released today, and they were talking about this whole Ben situation and the and the whole not engagement practice. Jackie McMullen thinks he might get shut down for the year. Yeah, because and, and use use as a mental health like thing, so he Whoa. can just like go and recover.
0: What happens in that the, in that scenario? Do like we would have to pay him, wouldn't we? Yeah, and, and he'll get paid.
2: I mean, there's got to be, like – and granted, like, if he truly needs that, then I'll try to not hate him.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But it, it just seemed – like, I there's got to be, like, an independent arbitrator that's like, dude, this is just your next scheme. Um, right. Again, this is operating off the assumption that it's all BS, which right. who say it is. Um but, like, if that was your true issue, that would have been going on after the playoffs or before all this shit went south. Like, I just think, mm-hmm. I, I don't know the powers of the CBA or whatever it's called, but it just seems like a ploy if that's used right. at this point.
0: Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah. I feel like it's been it's been playing on for so long and then coming here and not saying hi to your teammates and not saying hi to, like, the security guards who are greeting you. is just, I, he might just be an asshole. Uh, mm-hmm. but you're right it, it, you don't know he's a human being like a lot of this like hate talk is tug in cheek obviously it's it's sports we don't give a, we don't care that much but like yeah. if there it is go. a serious issue it's a serious issue and like i i get it like it's a, he's a human being but if he's using this as a ploy like uh, which is possible very possible like that's a huge insult to people who are actually going through mental shit you know right. Yeah. So. He's just
1: like, I, I, like I said it yesterday in, in uh, our other group chat. I was like, what, what is going through his mind right now? Like as he walks out of practice and gets in his stupid Ferrari and he's dr- and he drives back to his house in Morristown. Like what, how out of touch with reality is he? Like, is he, how alone must he feel? Like we said it earlier, nobody is on his side. Like it is quite literally him against the world with this whole thing. It's like he must be rattled mentally. Like all this stuff. Like I, 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 heard, I saw that June about Bill Simmons and Jackie McVall with the mental health thing. I saw Ramona Shelbourne the other day was talking about. There was that whole thing that happened at the end, toward the end of the year last year, with his the allegations with his sister and his stepbrother, and that you know some stuff happened between them, and uh, when when she was little and weird shit like that, and all this stuff, like I'm, this stuff must be like, he's human at the end of the day. And I guess he's just super, you know, insecure about how he conducts himself on the whole thing. But like what he's got, it's gotta be tough. Like, you know, he knows everybody hates him (laughs) and uh, he's just, he's just quadrupled down on this, on this arrogant persona. Like, I don't know. It's, it seems, I don't think he can't play. I like, I actually don't think he's going to play. It's too,
0: it seems like it's too much. Mm-hmm. JBB, does he uh suit up as a sixer or is he either shut down or, or traded, I guess?
2: Yeah, I, I think still no shot. He played yeah. the
0: game. I'm with you. I crossed over. There's there's no way. There's no yeah. way he suits up as a sixer ever again. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's not
2: just Philly that hates him, which is the most important. It's like every other fan base is in on the memes. Is it like he's a joke? I, I don't know what his like, if he if he gets traded and wants to play on some other team, like I don't know what fan base welcomes him with open arms at this point. Like, I mean, if I try to put myself in someone else's shoes and you land him who's a super flashy, good point guard, all-star, rookie of the year, I guess you could convince yourself. But, like, being on this side, it's like, ugh just gives me a bad taste
0: any any serious team any team where the, the fans have any aspirations at all you know it would be a disappointment it would be like like, like um but I'll tell you what the New Orleans fans're we're, we're ch- we're chanting we want Simmons to taunt us but how about we'll give them Simmons give us fat Zion
2: oh God. <laughs> give me Zion oh give me Josh Hart. I don't care <laughs> um, <laughs> like We joked about we hope Ben gets sent to Cleveland or Minnesota, just, like, shitty team that no one ever cares about. And honestly, like, that might be his best-case scenario. Just put up numbers, get your all-star jerseys, and not be in any crazy pressure limelight.
0: Yeah, and he can make the quote-unquote mistakes he once He said he never had a chance to make So uh, because the Sixers were too good. Yeah. His development was stunted because the Sixers were too good. Um, guys, <laughs> it's, uh, it's getting late, so I'll let you go. But real quick, next five games, Nets at home, at Thunder, at Knicks, home versus the Pistons, home versus the Atlanta Hawks. What is their record? June, go. Three and
2: two. Yeah.
0: JB? Same. Dave? Can who do you lose it again? Uh, the Nets at home, at Thunder, at Knicks, home versus Pistons, home versus Hawks. Two and three. I say two and three. I, we're going to lose the Nets, we're going to lose at the Knicks, and we're going to lose to the Hawks at home. That's my oh. prediction. Hawks. Guys? I thank you for hopping on so late. Uh, we'll try to get out of the pod every week. Uh, no guarantees if the Sixers piss me off because uh, I almost <laughs> didn't pod tonight. But I uh, thank you guys for <laughs> taking the time, and uh, I'll talk to you. It's going to be a long season. It's going to uh, be a very long season.
1: One down. One,
0: one down. down. 81 to go. <laughs> yeah. All right, gonna All right. Go birds. See you guys please. in the night.